Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh. Yeah, like, I SSID episode four season three we're back in this thing man took a little hiatus but we back man at the illustrious long island podcast studio come book a session um so we in here it's just me today Brunel is like he's celebrating his birthday so when you hear this go say happy birthday to Brunel go buy him a drink or something i don't know go buy him, put money on his uh stock x account or something i don't know so I'm here, I'm joined with a very special guest, one of my loved ones, somebody I, I really fuck with, one of my best homies, one of my biggest headaches. Booking her was like booking Beyonce. <laughs> but Kai, the Kai Miller is in the building. You're... Yo, how you doing, Kai? <laughs> I'm how you doing, doing fantastic. Today? How was your day? Today was actually a pretty good day. Sometimes you got to ask people like, yo, how just how was your day? Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's so important just to check in on I feel people. Like, I feel like sometimes people just jump in what they need you for. And like, nah, how was my day? Ask yeah, me, at know? least have the decency. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you so much for having me, though. Let's yo, start thank there. Thank you for coming on. You know, it's been a struggle. You know, booking this was <laughs> yes, hard. Yes, we were going back and forth for a minute. We definitely <laughs> we were. We was negotiating. I was like, yo, Kai, how do, how do we make this work? You but know? thank you for being so understanding and uh, working with my schedule. I'm uh, very, very excited to be of here. Of course. Before we get into anything, let the people know what you do, who you are, where you come from, what's your favorite color. Oh, all that good, all all, that good all, stuff, right? Everything in between. Right? Uh, so I am what I like to describe as a creative hustler. I do a lot of things, and I do a lot of them very well. So first and foremost, I am the founder and CEO of The Last New Yorker, and The Last New Yorker is a creative consulting agency that specializes in branding, event curation, and music marketing. We officially launched back in March and of this year, and it's really just been an amazing ride to build my own company and be my own boss, and that comes with its own ups and downs, of course. Yes, of course, yes. <laughs> in addition to that, I also dabble a bit in A&R consulting. Um, as you can see, the music is really where my passion lies. I am really driven 
by (laughs) I'm really driven by it in a real way and I think we have a lot of conversations that just really stem from music and are centered around music and the culture which it inspires even with last New Yorker I was there ground ground floor yes the very ground floor remember when you was trying to get it launched you was like I ain't doing this you had a Kanye moment like I'm stripping the whole thing doing it over I'm like yo Kai come on (laughs) yes with the website the website has been a labor of love and so we are actually revamping the website again just because I want it to be you know more functional more streamlined and um I have just more content, and yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always time for... It's always nice to have a facelift, It's always you know? time to, to stay upgraded, you know what I mean? Right, right. Especially get it, it's, it's your shit, so have it the way you want it, you exactly, know what I mean? Like, exactly, exactly. You don't have exactly. to compromise with anybody, exactly. it's just you, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly, so. but also something I'm learning is not to focus on perfection, but completion. Okay. And making sure that we see that through. So we have that coming up uh, this month, actually. Nice. We're rolling out the new website, and we also have a n- newsletter. Um, so yeah, just, fuck with the newsletter. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. get to stay updated on everything that we have going on because we have, you know, as I said, I'm a creative hustler. I have my hands in a lot of different places, right. and I work with a lot of yeah, really let, let amazing people. Know you people. collab with, like, let them, let them, <laughs> let, like, let them know, like, let you know your affiliations. Uh, so first and foremost, shout out to 24 Hours and yes. shout out to my girl Goldie Harris. She is absolutely killing it right now. Yep. If you don't know, get familiar. She is leading the creative direction and marketing for EQ Distro, which is Rock Nation's newest distribution platform. That's a, that's a flex. So shout out to them. Goldie is seriously killing it. And, you know, also shout out to my people over at The Gumbo, which is a social club for women in hip hop, which I absolutely love and adore. Right, right. Um, shout out to Don't Sleep, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to dive dive into Don't Sleep. Shout out to Don't Sleep, which is also a uh, premiere showcase hosted and powered by The Last New Yorker. Um, You know, we have some really dope things in stores for that as well. Right. Um, Yeah, so shout out to 24 Hours. Shout out to The Gumbo. Shout out to The Collective. Shout out to my guy, Shaq. Yes. Um, Who else... Is out there. I'm sorry for I'm forgetting names. Nah, it's I'm, a, like I'm, I'm sure they understand. You shout know. out to SSID. Yes, love. That's love. That's love. Shout out to SSID. That's love. Um, and shout out to just all the artists that I work with and everybody who supports me. It really means a lot to me because a lot of the times when you are on this entrepreneurial journey, a lot of times it feels like you're alone in it. Right. And um, I'm known to be a lone wolf, and that's something that I take on. I, that's for real. You need to get I, a team, man. Like, yeah, when is this last year of you getting your team? You know, you so that's, that comes with the rollout. Is the rollout, the new rollout of our website. We are actually adding two new members to our team. Okay. Um, that's what I like to hear. So they will definitely get a shout-out in our newsletter, which is coming soon, as I said. Um, you know, shout-out to Trap Villa. Shout-out to Mike Iberg. Um, we just recently linked up, and we're working on something, too. So, and you know what? Shout-out to all of Elmont. Yeah, uh, I, absolutely. Fuck, I fuck with Elmont. Elmont always embraced me. Like, they always <laughs> show me love. Definitely so. shout-out to all of Elmont. You know, I think that we are a Wakanda, in a sense, not to be so cliche, but we breed a lot of excellence, right. namely black excellence, and there are a lot of people that I know who are doing a lot of amazing things. So All, like, at, all at the same time, too. Right, right? all you at the same mean? time and in their own lane and really taking charge and dominating um, so if I didn't get a chance to shout you out, I apologize. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the niggas understand. I'm sure they understand. <laughs> but shout out to Elma and everybody that I affiliate um, with and that I support. I really, 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 really just want to say thank you. Nah, that's love. That's love. Shout out to Elma. But um, one of the things you do is this event you have. This little event, you know. Shout out to Don't Sleep, man. Shout out to Don't Sleep. So where, can we talk about the origin of that? Where did the idea come from and what inspired you to have uh, Don't Sleep? And let, let people know what Don't Sleep is in general. 
Oh, absolutely. So Don't Sleep is a premier platform for women in hip-hop, specifically black women. And the true premise of the showcase is that I really wanted to put more women on stages around the country. So it really began because I had initially pitched this idea to someone who I work with. And I was like, you know, March is coming up. It's Women's History Month. It'd be really dope if we did an all-female curated show. And we really made and really highlighted Mm -hmm. these particular women, especially in New York. And so the people who I initially brought the idea to, they were very much on board, but then things gear switched a bit and they wanted to go in a different direction and that kind of fueled me to, you know, think outside the box and I was like, you know, why does it have to be one show? Why can't this be a staple? This be and, a thing. And this be a series right. and this be a reoccurring thing. So from there, it really just like sparked a fire in me and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. Um, you know, I have the skill set, I have the connections, I have the air for music. I'm really big on artist discovery. And so I was like, you know what? I think this would just be a great outlet for me as far as creatively. And also, it also could be a call-in card for The Last New Yorker. Because as I said, it's powered through the agency. And we put on the shows. And we work with a handful of different sponsors. Shout out to Produced by Blaze, Jan Blaze. You know, shout out to Moxie, 1973, my guy Jules. They help me tremendously when it comes to putting on these shows. So we put on the first show initially in March. And it was... I seen the reception. The reception <laughs> was, was crazy. It was like I, it, it was, was all over my Instagram. Yo, I, yeah, it was. It was, it was that. <laughs> it was such a moment. Like, how did it feel? Like to put on your first like event, event. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody's throwing a little something, but like an yes. actual event with sponsors and people that are yes. coming out to see the artists that you handpicked. Like, yes. how how did that feel? Like. I'm so immensely grateful, like I said before. I'm a very humble person. I'm just immensely grateful for everyone who helped, who contributed, who bought a ticket, who, you know, reposted the flyer, who retweeted, you know, my promotion. Um, all of that, it's it's a very humbling experience. It's almost like when you go to dive in the pool and then those few moments while you're in the yeah, air nervous. before you yeah, hit the yeah, water yeah. and then you hit the water and it hits you and it impacts you. It's like, wow. It's like, it really breathed new life into me and it really showed me that I'm on the right path after I was able, the very first show, I was able to bring four amazing young women together and three out of the four, they actually went on to form their own relationship and they have a song together now. They have a posse cut together now. And that was because Don't Sleep was a catalyst to that. I didn't encourage them to, you know, get on the track together. It really just happened organically. And that is the whole, you know, purpose behind Don't Sleep. So from March, we did that. March 27th, because we tend to do them the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And then we did it, another one, did a follow-up show in June. And it was like, it felt just as good. It felt twice as good right. because a lot of the alumni even showed up for me. See, that, and, that's dope. And that's just such a good feeling. And it's like I have those relationships with those women, at least in my mind, forever. And, like, we're binded because of that experience. And that's so important to me. And, you know, as we progress into the fourth quarter of this year, and then we go into 2020, which is just yeah. like such I can't believe the year's almost over. I honestly. can't believe the year's almost over. It I can't believe flying. we're approaching 2020. Flying. Like that is insane to me. Um, you know, we really want. Well, I particularly really want to take 
the platform to the next level. So we have a lot of really dope things. Are in you store. thinking about um, different locations? You think about touching different oh, cities? Oh, absolutely. So okay. we get an exclusive. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but absolutely. So my plan and the plan that I'm putting in place now is that I actually want to take Don't Sleep on the Road. So ideally, what I have in mind is that we do a five city tour and don't sleep as a niche specific. Right. So I, with each show, I make sure to highlight women specifically from that area. So New York, that's it was good. all New York artists, and right. that's my big thing because I got a lot of submissions. I got hella submissions I remember, when I put I'm, this on the timeline. Yeah, I remember you tweeted it out, and then it just like wildfire, yeah. and you know, it got to a point where I had to like mute it's, the it tweet. It was like snowballing. Yeah, 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 to yeah. mute the tweet, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't take any more submissions. So. um yeah, what I really want to do is I want it to remain niche-specific, and I want it to be um, just, like I said, a premier platform that highlights those women in those specific cities. So we're looking at a five-city tour, looking to get that off the ground before the year ends and then into the top of 2020. So I'm super excited. That's, that's dope. That's yeah, dope. I, thank I, I fuck you. With that. Thank um, you. Thank you. I was going to ask you, uh, what has been some of the challenges in throwing your own event? Like, What, is, what do you think has been the biggest hurdle for you? The biggest hurdle most of the time is taking on that responsibility that I'm going to do X, Y, Z and having to make sure that I deliver on that. And I'm a perfectionist by nature. So just making sure that things really pan out as I had envisioned them. And a lot of the times they don't. And, you know, my last event that I did, Don't Sleep, the last uh, installment that we did actually you know, the venue kind of jerked me. Things have, kind have of you went had issues wayward. with venues? Like, has this oh, been absolutely. A, you know, a thing? When, thing? when I reach out to venues, and I, of course, mention hip hop, and they see our Instagram and they see what time it is, it'll be their complete silence, or they'll give me the runaround. Yeah. And th- that's ex- that's also why I wanted to start Don't Sleep because it's like hip hop, rap music is popular music. It's rap made, clean, is pop is culture. Pop music, yep. So as much as you try to work around it with people like a Post Malone or a Macklemore or whoever, you know, falls into the guidelines of what's acceptable and what's suitable, rap at its core is black culture. Yep. And we need to keep that in mind. So um, I said that to say... I created Don't Sleep not only to highlight women in hip-hop and fill that void, but also to make sure that we continue to, you know, propel the culture forward. And so it's rather difficult a lot of the time when I'm negotiating with these venues and they figure out, and, you know, I have to be honest, like, this is a rap show. I don't know what goes through their minds. I don't know really what the thought process is. I can only assume. And a lot of the times when they go, it's radio silence. It's obviously like I feel because like, it's rap. I feel like a lot, time, a lot of times. A lot of times. I mean, I feel like rap shows in New York has always been had issues. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Had the issues, hip hop police, all that kind of stuff. But oh, I feel absolutely. like ever since the whole Troy F. Taxstone thing, I feel like it's even been a new added layer of difficulty in booking these shows and talk about it. You know, dealing with these venues. So, because I see it all the time, just other people. You know, who throw events from New York, and I see them complaining sometimes. It's like, yo, these venues are just can't can't work. They give you the runaround, but then you show up. And my biggest thing is I underpromise and I overdeliver. So the initial venue that I was working with, our very first show, they were wild just by the crowd that I was able to bring out. And you know, we it's not a big bragging boast, but 
we had 75 tickets sold in pre-sales. Right. And that was before the event. And then we had an additional 25 people come out and buy tickets at the door yeah. to the point where, you know, the events manager pulled me to the side. He's like, this is amazing. I've never seen this many pre-sale tickets before. Right. And it's just like, did you doubt what that you, you, you were going to break bread yeah. with me? Like, yeah. I don't think you... It made it seem like they were taking a risk. Like, no. <laughs> like, did you doubt that proven, we were yeah. going to pull this off? Right. So it's it's a lot of things like that. It's a lot of having to stand 10 toes down. It's a lot of having to prove myself time and time again. You know, they say you snap once, you can snap again. And that's a lot of pressure. And right. that puts a lot of anticipation and expectations on a person. Um, and like you said, I'm a one-woman team at this yeah. current point in time. So having to put a lot of this together and really have my vision come to life is probably most definitely the most difficult and challenging part of this. Do you have, do you have any advice for any anybody else that wants, wants to put their vision out there the same way you Trust did? yourself. Right. Always trust yourself. Confidence is key. Confidence, Confidence is, is key. key. Always trust yourself. And that's something that I'm still learning, to trust myself. Yeah. Because when I initially thought of this, I was like, you know, who would even come out to this? Do people even care for a concept like this? But then now we're seeing that women are imploding when it comes to the mainstream wave. We have Megan Thee Stallion. We have Rico Nasty. We have Tierra Whack. Right. We have Doja Cat. You know, we still have the OGs, Trina, Nicki Minaj. You know, we have... City Girls. <laughs> we have, no, City Girls. We have City, City Girls. Girls. We have Cardi. So it's like, this is... Women have always been relevant in rap, but now they're becoming more prevalent and they are setting a standard of we are here to stay now there are so many styles and differentiations among us for you to choose from now um and i really am learning to stay away from the term female rappers and more just you know women in hip-hop um because but women, the thing is too is I feel like women have always been there. Just not oh, maybe not even in the rap capacity, just that outside of that. Like, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you absolutely. always had your Angie Martinez absolutely. and people like that. You know, absolutely. You've always had your Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. You've always had your women shout behind. Out to Wendy shout out to Wendy. She's living her best life. You've always had your women behind the scenes and prominent players who more or less operate like I do now. And you know, I just I really wanted to. I really wanted to have leverage in that and really, you know, be a part of that movement. So my biggest advice and my biggest nugget to take away at all from this conversation we're having is to trust yourself, really trust yourself. Because when I came up with this concept of don't sleep, I wasn't sure how it would be received. Mm -hmm. And when I did the first show, I really didn't think that many people would come out. And I told my team, you know, I told Jules, I told Yon, I said, you know, whether it's five people or 50 people, I'm really glad of the work that we're doing and the foundation that we're laying down. You won before the doors even open, honestly. You know what I mean? Right. Just the fact that you have your vision. Right. You see it realized, you know, even right. something that you thought of before other people thought of and now it's here, you know. Right. So you won already before it even started, you know. So Exactly, exactly. And I think and I think what's so funny to me is that when we think of female talent, we always think, you know, we have to add the softer side and the softer aspect with the R and B singers. And I just wanna make it very clear, don't sleep in straight bars. 
and not to discredit anyone who is in R&B because I love R&B yeah, and I so. love music. Loki, I might need a R&B <laughs> don't sleep. I feel yes. like that, that could be I it. I mean, could... maybe at one point, but Do like, in the fall, winter, don't so, sleep you know right I mean? now is strictly bars and I'm looking for heat. So right. please get at me. At T A T K A I M I L L E R, please hit me up. If that you know is, any um women in rap, yes, please hit me up. Yep. I'm always looking for especially out of town too. I feel all like all over the country, yeah. I'm looking. You know, um, so hit me up. Definitely, man. Shout the guy, man. Thank all right, you, so we're gonna man. jump right into the show. <laughs> what are you feeling? What are you not feeling? You've been on. You're a friend of the show. You've been on here before, so yes, you know. I absolutely how have. Feel, what are you feeling and not feeling? What am I feeling right now and not feeling? Okay, so just off the top of my head of what's trending, right. um, I'm feeling Nicki Minaj taking these men to task. Here we go. I'm feeling here it. Here we go. I'm not feeling. I, I I'm mean, feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm it, feeling but it. I'm not feeling it. I feel like. I'm feeling it. It was good to see and hear Joe Button get a little bit of his own medicine back at him. You know what I mean? But I feel like the conversation that's come from it wasn't really healthy overall for everybody. I feel like it wasn't healthy. Why do you feel it wasn't healthy? I feel like it wasn't healthy because I felt like it just became a a, a list thing for people. Like, oh, oh, so-and-so's better than this. No, so-and-so's better than that. Instead of actually talking about the real points being made. Like, I felt like people were more focused on the drama surrounding it than the actual what was being discussed, you know? Mm, I have to disagree. I think it depends yeah. on your timeline. Right, well, you know, I'm on the toxic side of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly are. I'm on the toxic side. I'm, 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 you certainly are on I'm the toxic side. I'm with the bees, you know. <laughs> you certainly are. I think more so for me is that Nicki Minaj, as antic-filled as she is, as ridiculous as she can be, she deserves the respect that she requests. She deserves that. She has set precedent in this rap game. There was a period in time for five years. I want to say probably even it's a longer, decade. It's probably, 10. It's probably a decade probably where she was the only prominent female rapper. She has set precedent in that. Right. And she deserves to be recognized for that. And I think that we forget that a lot of the times because her antics you know, precede her reputation. You don't, think that, you don't think that takes away from her legacy, though? Some of her antics? No, because we allow men to do the same but thing. But I feel like people get criticized for that. No, they do, but then you guys forget about it and you go back to saying how I that, how XYZ so. male rapper is your favorite rapper. I don't think so. I feel like certain things you do stick with you. Like, I think, for example, I like to bring up Game, right? I feel like everybody knows Game is a great rapper, right? But I feel like the reason he's not on anyone's top ten ever because i think game has a lot of classic projects he's given us a lot of stuff for like almost 15 something years right absolutely so like but i feel like a lot of people don't put game to the side because of all the craziness he does you know what i mean i feel like and it sticks with him and i feel like it's always going to stick with him no absolutely i agree you know? in that in that sense of your comparison but just take for a moment like takashi he's fallen out of our good grace is correct right. but when he was the topic of conversation he wasn't behind bars and he wasn't snitching right. on his counterparts he was doing ridiculous ass over the top. shit over the top and people were still like oh he's so funny i'm gonna go stream his music right now this right. shit is kind of right. hard this bangs right. and it's like it's so funny to me because it's like in the same kind of retrospect, Nicki Minaj was kind of trying to ride that wave and be crazy, but she is looked as a crazy black woman. But she also oh. she also was a part of the, the Takashi's. No, she, she definitely was because know? she understands the game. Oh. And 
I don't think that's necessarily why we should praise her. I'm saying overall, oh, yeah, overall the president uh, yeah, Nikki, that she Nikki, said Nikki that she is, said Nikki's she deserves one. her respect. Right. I'm not a Barb stan. I'm not the big biggest Nicki Minaj fan by far. I don't even really listen to her albums, but I understand what she's saying and I understand why there's a reckoning that needs to be had. It's like, listen, and she's absolutely correct. You know, she can't even gloat about her accomplishments in the same way that a Jay-Z or a Cardi can or whoever can about selling any amount of records. It's always like, Nicki, really, why are you bringing up that old shit? But it's like, I put in this work. What do you mean? Why people, can't I bring the, this up? But those people are still putting out quality stuff. Like but you, you see, know what I mean? I feel see, like I don't okay, feel like look, you but, quality. But look at what we're doing now. There's always there's always what's the word I'm looking for? There's always a sidebar to why. It's always Nikki did XYZ, but it's always because she's a complex Nikki, person within hip hop. Nikki da 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 da. But why are there confident. so many buts and oh and ifs and all these other things? Like mm-hmm. when it comes to speaking on her legacy, she still accomplished these things regardless of how she went about it. And I think I think we're missing the bigger picture of what she's saying. She cannot live out her legacy or relish in her legacy because so many people want to detract and take away from that because they like to pull back the goal. They like to push back the goalposts. It's, oh, well, she didn't do X, Y, Z, and then she does it. But, but it's they, like, but then it's... That's not exclusive to Nikki, though. That's not exclusive to Nikki. She didn't da 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 da, da. It's, I feel like there's just... It's so much of pushing back of the goalposts people, with her, and I don't understand people why. People do that. People, but she's that's not exclusive, Nikki. That's if you if you're a top rapper, you're a top artist. That's gonna happen. Look at Drake. You see, that Drake has been the number one rapper for a decade, right? They still weren't. Oh, you don't have a classic album. Push no, it to you, one of the greatest rappers. No, absolutely. Damn, you always talking about absolutely. Coke. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But Pusha T can belittle Drake for however long as he wants to, and people will still rave about Pusha T. Nikki can't get involved in any type of beef without that detracting from her legacy. That's right. my point. Right. It's that these men have more room and space, and I'm glad you brought up Pusha T and right. Drake because Drake is filled with antics right. and the bullshit that he does and how he moves and operates and I commend him. But he still gets, but he gets, people still take away from who he is because of those antics. No, absolutely, but you you still buy his music and you still praise Drake. Drake's music has been good. (laughs) Okay, you you can say that, but I mean, you know. What was the last Nicki song that resonated with you? I love Chung Lee. That shit was good. Okay, okay. I love that. I loved Barbie Dreams. When she was in that bag, I love that. And the clips that I've heard of her remix of Pilot Smokes, Welcome to the sounds Party. Right. Sounds right. She's sounds back right. in her sounds Chirac right. bag. I like when she's in that pocket. Like I said, I don't buy Nicki Minaj albums. I'm not here for the albums. I think when it comes to her albums, she needs a better A&R. Yeah. She needs a better creative director yeah. because nothing is ever seamless and cohesive across the board. That, I think, is Nicki Minaj's biggest has, fault. I think she kind of has Ciara syndrome. Like, stop trying to, with the popness, yes, bro. Yes, I think she has Ciara syndrome. <laughs> I think she has a sign. Ashanti syndrome. I think a lot of the OGs in this game, especially particularly like the black women OGs, like a Nikki, like a Ciara, like an Ashanti, a lot of the times they throw whatever at the wall and see what sticks. And that is something that I've noticed across the board. Instead of being cohesive, if, you know, if Nikki had given us a record 
that was filled with bangers like Chun Li and Barbie Dreams, where she was in that pocket, mm-hmm. that would have been fire. Also, I think it's what also hurts her is I feel like it's the lack of collaboration throughout her reign. I feel like she's kind of isolated herself. In no, a way. absolutely. But you know? once again, I think that goes back to what she was saying: the men being involved in women's business and fueling a lot of the bullshit that has prevented her from doing that. As in, as in, as in, to as in, you know, most clearly the motorsport controversy. Joe Budden and academics completely set that off, and they ignited that flame. They set that yeah. off with the whole, con- you know, the conspiracy theory and how Nikki wouldn't know that Cardi B is on the record. Let's be clear. Nikki says a lot of outlandish things, right. but I highly doubt that Nicki Minaj didn't know who was featured on a record that was originally brought to her. Come on, y'all. Right, right. She, she, probably, she knew Come Cardi was on, on there. But do you? But the thing is, do you think she was taking shots on that song? My thing is, I think rap is a sport. And I think you should always take a shot. See, you see, should always see, go for I'm the saying. jugular. See, but that, that's that's contradicting because it's like if rap's a con- is a comp- competition and she's going at Cardi, you can't get mad at people f- for feeling that because that's what you're. You but know I, what I mean, mean, when when Kendrick hopped on Big Sean's song and came at every nigga people, in the game, and people still felt like or no, people still revere Kendrick as one of the greatest lyricists of do, this but, time. But they don't they don't take that away from Kendrick's legacy. You they know what don't, and that's my point. They, they should. They, the thing and is, they, sh- they don't. Point. They shouldn't because, like, the thing is, like, it's cool. It's cool when when men have competition, right? But like, when women do, it's always. I feel like it's always a little bit. They try to blow it a little bit more over the top. But I feel like that's Nikki. It's been Nikki's ego as well. Her egos play the part. Oh, absolutely. Like she's, she's been she's been a hater. But she's also she's, I don't I don't necessarily think she's a hater. I just I think, think she's, she's an OG in the game, and she is asked not even asking. She's demanding her respect. All right. And and I think a larger part of this, if we're going to go on the next topic, I just think the All larger right. part of this is when you initially said wasn't necessary for how she delivered the message. A lot of times, it's not about the delivery. It's the fact that you're stating what you have to say. I feel too often, too often in hip-hop, we expect women to... We, we There's so many respectability, respectability politics when it comes to women in hip-hop. Right. No, you cannot be seen as a serious rapper, Meg Thee Stallion, because you're always shaking your ass. Right. You have too much sex appeal, but then she fucking marks a freestyle, right. and she puts that to rest. No, Cardi B, you can not be seen as a Grammy winning lyricist because you don't write your own rhymes but she still has that trophy in her home and she still produced what I think is actually a really great body of work for her debut album I think Atlantic bought great songs for Cardi but listen, regardless, regardless, regardless of the fact, yeah. it's too many respectability politics and it's too much nitpicking when it comes to women. And I feel that we hold women to a higher pedestal than we do men in this rap game, especially when we have bought into a whole subcategory of rap, quote unquote, mumble rap. And we've let artists like that thrive. I just feel like we need to take a, a bit. We need to take a look at the bigger picture. We really do. But That's why did, uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of these the mumble the mumble rap thing is always weird to me because the people they always claim to be mumble rappers aren't really mumble rappers like they say uh, Uzi is a, a mumble rapper no Uzi to a degree Uzi is, be rapping though to, to a degree he is but if you really but what, have been following if you've really been following Uzi then yeah. you wouldn't say that I don't agree that he yeah. is but to a degree I can understand why you would say that yeah I feel like I guess mumble. 
I don't know how they describe because I, I feel like honestly, rap young is young thug young thug is kind of a mumble it's, rapper. It's, I don't it's, think so. I think it's the flow and the melodies that they create and just really jumbling words together. I think it's more the image. He looks like because a lot of times they like, oh, he looked like a mumble rapper, but he's not. One. I think that's a part of it too. I think you know? it's a very layered thing, but. I feel like if you, I feel like if it's not boom bappity, I feel like people, oh, that's mumble rap. But I don't think, like, oh, I can't necessarily. Some say people that. say some, some people, most of the people, like are like, all right, if it's not boom bappity, then it's mumble rap. If no, you're a younger absolutely. artist, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird as shit, man. I think, nonetheless, I'm feeling. I still Nikki. think Nicki's a hater though, because remember the whole Travis Scott thing? That was some hater shit. I don't think it's hater shit. I think that was hater shit. No, that's some Khaled shit. No, I don't think it's hater shit. She brought to light a very important thing. Album bundles. That would be cool if she wasn't doing it too. No, but she did, and she was showing the clear distinction and how certain sales didn't go towards her album, but it did for Travis. I think a lot of the time, the message is lost in her delivery. That is the biggest delivery thing. Delivery is key, bro. No, delivery is key when you're a woman, not no, when you're it a is. man. It's, it's, in all not aspects when you're of, a man. All aspects, like, not I feel like delivery is key. Not when you're all a man. Aspects. Not when you're a man. You guys listen to the Joe Budden podcast and listen to him scream his head off, but most of and time, then you turn it into memes and you think it's funny, and you'd be like, this nigga Joe Budden but in the same is, respect. Is, is is, you know, he has such a great same, perspective. In the same respect, <laughs> but when Nikki was talking about to freedom, that was a meme. You know that I No, mean? it is. Absolutely. You know I love that she's doing cream radio because I think I she I, has the... I don't like cream radio. You know why I don't like cream radio? I think she has the skills for being on oh, a radio ra- show. the radio yes, portion yes. is good. Like I, her just talking? Yes. I think good. she has the cadence and everything She could that. really... If she really wanted to transition to that Wendy Williams No, bag, absolutely. And I'm glad that she's showing that other side of but her. But my problem is, is like... I don't like how it's only her music, bro. Well, I mean, it's her radio show. That, but any other artists on <laughs> Apple Music, they're playing other... Like, you look at no, the track list, it. it's like... But it's Queen Radio. I, I, get, listen, I don't like it, man. You gotta respect... You you kiss the ring. No, you don't have kiss to kiss the, the ring. ring. Kiss the <laughs> you ring. You don't have to kiss I'm the ring. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling how she left a lot of her fucks in 2018. And she said, this is what it is. And this is how I'm coming with it. And this... and. And I think the bigger thing that I feel we're missing is she is in control of her narrative. For the first time in a long time, I've actually yeah. seen Nikki in control of her narrative. So that's why I'm feeling it. Right. Overall, I respect. You got to salute that. I respect Anybody that she's taking control of their narrative. You right. Salute. I respect 100%. that she's taking control of the narrative, and I respect that she's taking these men to task. And I just, I think we have to look at the bigger picture. That's fair. All right. We'll agree to disagree on. <laughs> we'll Nikki. agree to disagree. All right. So what are you? What are you not feeling? Not feeling, I gotta be honest, everybody who knows me knows that I love Jay-Z. That is my guy. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm not really feeling this NFL part. I gotta call ISO on Hove, man. Um, <laughs> yo, what are we doing, beloved? No, seriously, <laughs> what, are, what we... are we doing? You know, I've been talking to a lot of my friends about it. I'm actually texting my guy, yo. Shout out to yo of DJ Booth and just amazing oh, overall. Oh, yeah, shout out to DJ Booth. I yeah, DJ shout Booth. out to DJ Booth as well and just, um, you know, the whole team over there. What's up with your boy Hove, man? So, Did you take off the Rockefeller chain? I do or is have it still a Rockefeller on? chain. <laughs> I'm so done with you. Is, is it still on? Y'all, Van swears that I should have a chain at this point, and it's not even that deep. I really do. I, you know, my appreciation for Jay Z is a very layered thing. I admire his lyricism. Right. I admire his business acumen. And I admire what he represents for the black community. But in that, there also comes responsibility and there comes a need for critique. And with this NFL partnership, it's 
it's very vague and we don't know all the details but i have read into it because i'm a bookworm and i'm a nerd and i read deeply into it and i viewed the press conference that he had on wednesday at rock nation and it really just puts a really bad feeling in my stomach. It's not right. He, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right. And seeing him posing and laughing next laughing to Roger, to, fucking the devil, bro. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, love hove, but this one ain't it, man. This one. This ain't one ain't it. it. And it's like this one ain't it. The thing with Hove, he's always been extremely calculated in everything Absolutely. he does. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, and then. Me too. It comes out that like he's maybe he's just infiltrating the system to Me get too. what he needs done. But you know, even in that van, I was thinking about that. Like you know, maybe this is a bigger power power play, and we don't see the chess move just yet of him becoming the first black NFL right. league owner. And um, the thing with that is because he's kind of sideswept Kaepernick in this when he was you know a break a. Big advocate for Cap. Wearing his jersey on SNL. Wearing his jersey on SNL was fiercely critical of the NFL. You know, even Travis Scott. Remember when Travis Scott wanted to was yes, performing? Was he was critical, like, "Don't do that." Criti- yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Right. Was critical of Travis Scott, and you know, um, in the past few years, has shown us that he wants to be more invested in social justice. Right. Um, the thing that kind of it's just so ironic to me is that during the press conference and in a few stories that I've read and, you know, I've actually watched and I know what he actually said. I confirm these quotes. Right. He more or less is saying, you know, we're past the point of kneeling. Um, we want to take the protest further. And this isn't about Kaepernick having a job because he didn't initial, initial, initially kneel because of that. He kneeled to shed light on injustice. But my thing is this, oh, when you really think about it, and a lot of people are saying, why did Jay-Z have to consult with Kaepernick? Kaepernick didn't consult with him for his lawsuit, and you're right. But think about this for a second. The reason that Jay-Z's even in that room is because of Kaepernick, when you really think about it. The NFL has had a dark cloud over its head since 2016, and since they blackballed Cap out of the league. And now they are putting this prominent black man as the face of their new initiative you know, to kind of win over us, the black community. And it's so it's so disheartening, bro, because it's, it's fucking hove, bro. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's like they're right. using Jay-Z, probably the greatest rapper, probably right. a lot of people's One favorite One of the artists. biggest, honestly, the biggest icons in the black community right now of this generation. Especially in rap. Especially, Especially in, in rap. rap, you know. And then you use him in the guise of social justice to really take the pressure off off you, you off from you. actually doing the real work. Right. A hundred percent. And it's like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it either. And it's like, we don't know the full details, but it's like, either way you slice it, even if he becomes the first black NFL and I don't think owner he can, of a team. He can, I don't even think he can do that. Or becomes just off the a commissioner thing. Yeah, or whatever, something. whatever, you know. It was a money grab. I feel it, it, was, it was a money grab. It was ultimately a money grab. And, you know. We know this. If you're a true whole fan, you know that. Jay-Z you think of buying and flipping. He's is, is a shrewd capitalist. We know this. He's the first buying and He's the first black billionaire. In my honest opinion, billionaires shouldn't exist. Right. Um, you know, but with that said, I think it just it just goes to show that um he even said it, you live long enough. The people you idolize become the people you hate. You know, right, right. you live long enough, you become the villain. 
And I'm, and I'm not going to write completely right off hold because no, he's done a lot, a lot of great stuff. Absolutely not. You know, but it's just really disappointing when you see somebody who's absolutely always not. preaching, especially in the later part of their career, always preaches there's a bigger picture, this is right. bigger than us. But then right. they go for the immediate cash grab of this. It's right. just it's super disheartening. Like, absolutely. All right, you're going to put a few more black people on the halftime show. And, like, you know, okay, you're going to okay. donate all these dollars to these organizations, but why do you think? And, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of the different defenses of it on Twitter. Oh, man, people um, are doing, like, gymnastics. They are really doing gymnastics trying to defend this, and I haven't seen any solid argument defending this. Right. Um, but it's, like, yes, the NFL is a huge platform, and I get it, but it's, like, why do you think the NFL even gives a fuck they, they <laughs> to right the wrongs of how this country is dealing with black America when in fact, you know, the NFL was bred out of that same racism. And it still is. Even it like, still even is like, to this day. Like, I always tell people the NFL has the worst players union of any sport. Absolutely. So these guys are risking risking their body more than a lot of people in other sports. Their brain, CTE, all, all that, that stuff. You know what it is? NFL players, they're they're bred and brainwashed into the, oh, the ideology. Oh, this is bigger than the team. This is for the team. The team is bigger than me, right? And I right. think that's a dangerous thing to put into young people's minds because you right. grow up into that and you sacrifice yourself for all these years and you look back, you really don't have anything from it because a lot of these guys are going broke. They have brain damage. You know what I mean? I feel like that's why I feel like other sports is just is so much better for young people. Because, right. like, even basketball, like, they teach you, yo, you're the shit, protect you. Win at all costs, but protect you. I just feel like there's just more ownership. Yeah, the NFL. I feel like you're really just a pawn look and a puppet. At, look at LeBron James, James and Rich Paul. LeBron James. In two days, <laughs> they got the they got the NCAA to flip to, to completely reverse the, those criteria flip of the sports agents. Suppose what they doing, and then got the league. LeBron was like, "Man, I'm tired of playing late." You know what they did? League did. They pushed out the games. You know what I mean? <laughs> LA games aren't going to be on at they 10 p.m., 10.30. They, they could set the markers, I feel, more in basketball. But the thing is, I feel like the thing with NFL players is, like, they're, they're so willing to compromise just to appease. So much appeasing going on. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I feel like you can't, you can't do that when it's your body, absolutely. when it's your legacy. Absolutely. And, you know, furthermore, on the whole Jay-Z NFL thing, we don't know all the details. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I really don't see how this could be beneficial to fighting social injustice. Okay, and gonna, I feel like they're just going to throw a few more bucks into, you exactly, know what I mean? Exactly, that's it, throw a few more bucks into an organization and that's it. From a commercial home. Yeah, I don't know why the NFL and, would be a driving vehicle for social change. I don't know why. I don't know why. And, you know, just... Get in their fan base, too. Right. Really, you know what I mean? Right. They're going to see and, that and change the channel. And I think the overall thing for me is for all those whole fans who are just like you and I, there's nothing wrong with being critical of someone that you admire. That is where real growth lies. When you can tell someone who you see as a leader in our community, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. Because he he's cognizant. He knew that there would be backlash. He's absolutely aware of this. Um, you know, and even how it's so muddied over whether or not he consulted with Kaepernick because one side says yes, the other side says absolutely not. That didn't I'm going to believe the person that says no. Like, yeah, I'm going to believe the person like, that said no because yeah. they have no reason to lie. Yeah, they have no... Um, they, don't have a, they have a dog in the fight, but it's not as big as whole. Exactly. You know I mean? So, you know, I, I just really want all the whole fans out there to just really 
think from an objective point of view and how this makes you feel because I and Van knows and all my friends know I defend Jay Z up and down. I said, I said, I said, Nas was that guy. Kai jumped out my throat, bro. (laughs) Up and down, and (laughs) this time around, y'all, I really. Is it fair to say Nas won? Nas won. You get one Nas won. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really defend him this time around. So yeah, I'm not really feeling the that. most dangerous thing is you're not just getting hold for this. You know, you're getting a little bit of Beyonce too, because right. you know she's gonna be at the game. She's gonna right. be next to him. But you know, like I said, it talks to the bigger point of who there are. They're shrewd capitalists. They Beyonce just put out a 22 day vegan diet in the same diet in which she is noted as saying in her documentary from homecoming i'm right. starving right right and she and is are following that and she's <laughs> she is regurgitating this and packaging it up for her fans like this is how i got skinny you know it's it's, it's the dangerous. same game but in a different way you it's know dangerous man super dangerous so i just think we need to be more mindful of who we idolize we need to be critical of those same people and we really need to a lot of the times look at the bigger picture absolutely all right, so my, my feelings and not feelings are pretty quick this week. Um, I'm feeling all the frat and sorority slander I'm seeing on Twitter. Oh, my God. Yo, y'all, so Van out, really feels out, a type of way about this organization. Shout out to my boy, uh, Mac and Sweet Jones, Keith on Twitter. So he posted a, a meme of uh, Kamala Harris locking niggas up. And on that picture is her, the AKA shield and logo, whatever, whatever the AKAs have. So, a lot of them been in his mentions all week, like, viciously within his mentions, just going off on them. He's fighting back on every single one of them. He hasn't stopped retweeting it. It's, it's been so funny seeing how far people will go for these organizations. And it's hilarious to me. I think, see, the thing is for me, I'm not going to disrespect, I'm not disrespecting anybody's organization right now, right? Because they will come for your ass. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck off. But the thing is, for me, it's like... The thing is, for me, it's like we got to be real about these fraternities and sororities and the process of getting in them and what they really, truly stand for. I don't think we're ever going to get the truth. We're never. Because I feel like. Because you take an oath when you enter that. Yeah, it's it's joining. (laughs) The funniest tweet I've seen all week is somebody said, man, I'd rather join the Cribs. (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather join the Crips and join with Yo, it. shout out to Neighborhood Nip. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday to Nip, we of course. You. Shout out to Nip. Shout out to Nip, man. But, yeah, man, he said, I'd rather join the Crips and join one of these frats. <laughs> and I felt that, bro, because, like, you get a nice little starter pack at least with the with the Crips. Like, Crips these guys, are great people. I remember, all I remember <laughs> in college is seeing these people join these frats and sororities and, like, the outrageous things they would have to do just to be down, you know? I remember one time, one of my friends, they took him, they kidnapped the middle of the day, and they took his group, and they took him, I don't, they took him, like, I think to, like, Connecticut or Massachusetts, right? Left him there, no phone, no cash, and they had to get back to Queens. Are you kidding me? And that's what they did. They had to find their way back to Queens. How did they find their way back? Through some, like, hitchhiking craziness, mind you, but it's, like, six of them, grown men, and they yes. have to get back, you know, so... And then it was this, I remember this one girl that was stayed in my building. She couldn't wash for the whole time she was pledging. So she would just be a funky monkey running a around. Funky <laughs> monkey. monkey running around. But she had her colors. She got them colors though. But it's like at what cost? You were just smelly girl for mm, a month. You, know? you was just smelly. <laughs> you were just smelly girl. girl. So it's like you really have to. I urge everybody, like, if you plan on joining these frat sororities, really look into like the whole. You know, pledging process, man. Mm. Don't be a weirdo. Don't be out here, 
you know, swapping egg yolks with your fellow oh line brothers. And okay, okay, you're painting a very vivid picture that I do happen. not want to see. And, and on top of that, I'm cool with the line dancing and howling at the moon. Like, oh my <laughs> you God, know what Dan. I mean? Yo, they're really about to I don't come care. I don't, what are they going to do? Write a strongly worded letter to me? Like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, I'm good. But yeah, I'm, the, the Dan on his 50 shit right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like 50 when you beef with Floyd. <laughs> yeah. You can read. Page out the Harry Potter book, <laughs> but nah, man. I mean, I'm feeling the slander for them. Um, what I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the pandering done by these candidates mm. <laughs> within these, mm. like seeing a Cory Booker with the Kool Aid line. Just okay, what about Kamala Harris eating the pork chop? Yo, we ain't even eating pork no more, Kamala. <laughs> come on, <laughs> like, come, we off that, you know. I'm just tired of the pandering. I've actually never seen a pork chop until I saw that video. I'll be completely really? honest with you guys. Yeah, I've seen pork chops, but like not recently. Like she pulled that no. out the vault. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Like I haven't eaten pork. Like I haven't eaten pork since I went, went to DC last with Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. Matter of fact, I got something for Amanda in a second. But I, we gonna do I haven't it. eaten pork in like ten plus it's good. years. It's good. It's good. I really don't. I really don't fuck with that. But yes, I'm tired of the pandering. Just like stop it. Like. Cory Booker might be the corniest person I've ever... Are you feeling the burn? I'm not feeling the burn either, because he's seen now. Mm, he's seen now. He's very Biden's seen now. I'm telling you, the only valid, I think, valid choice we have on the Democratic side is Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, I feel like she's, she's the really only down person, for the people. She has a person, she's a decent, she's just like a decent person, and she knows what she's talking about. So I'm like, out of these clowns that we have, I feel like yeah. it's a clear pick, but you know. I like Samara. Shorty from um, Alaska, Tulsi. She's cool, but she's like she got some weird old stuff with her too. Yeah, like, she seemed cool like when she checked Kamala, but yeah, she, she bodied sup- Kamala. But, but then like, Kamala brought up some stuff about yeah, her. And then I it was forget like, it's yeah. like her support of some Middle Eastern leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's very it's, a it's very slope. muddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like people aren't people are so complex. Nobody is black and white. It's Let's always just some start gray. Our own country on Iceland. The, the world is gray. The world is gray. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm moving to Iceland, y'all. Fuck I'm going back to Africa, man. Like Nas. Yo, Africa's far. <laughs> Africa's far. <laughs> but all right, so we're going to jump right into the watch along this week. This was Kai's choice. Yes. We're jumping into a classic by one Missy Elliott, Ludacris, and I think this this might be the one with Trina. I don't know if this is the one I with really, Trina. I, I really hope, hope it's the one it with is. Trina. But it's one minute, man. We're yes. going to jump right in. Yeah, shout out Kai. to Missy. Um, She's getting the, 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 Vanguard, the, the Vanguard Award. Even though nobody wants to be amazed, but shout out to Missy. I, bro. I'm watching it for that. Oh, yeah, Shit. watching that segment. All right, let's jump right in. Keep it on the low. Shout out to the SoundCloud snipers. Oh, that's Shorty from Moesha. Moesha? Wasn't she on um, Cosby's show, too? I think so, but she was on Moesha. You got, it real, you got this real clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Apple Products. Hey. Shout out to Missy always with the dance moves in her yes. videos. Yes, and she was not skinty. That's nah. why I F with her. She ain't get skinny to like uh workout. I mean not workout. What's that joint called? Work it. Work it, yup. <laughs> I bought that album. Shout out to Missy. Timbo. Look at Timbo. Missy, Missy got slaps, bro. Just the her mind. Her mind is yeah. is wild. The choreography be crazy. It's a wondrous thing. Yeah, Missy might have the best music videos at a lot of no, people in rap. And a lot of people like to say how she wasn't sexual in her rhymes. <laughs> Why are you guys not like she Missy? Was she, just, she was absolutely nasty. It might not be what you was into, but like she, <laughs> she was, was she was absolutely yeah. nasty in these. 
He had songs called One Minute Man, Work It. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Talk, she talked about shaving her box. And, and, uh, yes. Come on, come on, guys. <laughs> Before the dick appointment. Come on, guys. Contest clues. <laughs> this gives me total Kill Bill vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think Missy... I think Missy might be the best female rapper ever, bro. I think it's between her and Kim. I think as far as a visionary, she definitely best Kim. But lyrically, I think it's Kim. It's, Kim. It's That's Kimberly. Right. I think it's one, it's one of them, too. Yeah. yeah. But vision, visionary, visually, like... She got the best videos in rap. Absolutely. Like, Nobody is touching no her. Debate. She, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be one of the little kids in her videos so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... It was jamming in the videos. The fits in two be crazy. Yes. The little bellboy outfits. Okay, Luda. This is a classic Ludacris verse, too. Absolutely. Ludacris was that dude, man. Yo, I remember the scene so vividly. He was wilding <laughs> on this um, hydraulic bed. I wonder why it was so bad. <laughs> My mom was like, boy, what the fuck is wrong with you? Classic. Make a big splash. The Luda. I miss, I miss this Luda. This before he started getting corny with Mike Moneymaker and shit like that. No, he was really rocking him to sleep. I am so dead. Yeah. Is that what's her face? It looked like the twins. Yes, it's the twins that yeah. be riding, running with the Kim, the Card, um, the Kardashians in them. And the Kardashian slaves. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you hang too soon. It used to be a video hoe. Now, now look at you. <laughs> now she holds Chloe's bags. Now you hate look, to see it. Now look at you. Is that tweet? Singing? Um, I don't remember. Nikki stayed. So. I'm Nikki. Uh, Missy stayed with one of them singers. Look oh, at my the, girl Trina again. Shout out to Trina. Trina's top five. I, yo, Trina been bad my whole life. She's always look good. I love her verse on here too. Yeah, it's just another classic verse. Niggas gotta respect Trina. Like Trina got a Trina top five women rappers. Like yo, absolutely. I, she's top five, bro. Absolutely. I feel she like she is yo. She is just so unabashed and so raw and with she got, it. And she got hits in different eras, like on the low, on the low key. Shout out to shout out to Trina. Matter of fact, after this, we're gonna we're gonna play a little game involving Trina. We're gonna play a little game. Play a little game. <laughs> and make a phone call involving <laughs> Trina. Yo, Missy. Shout out to Missy Beats too, cause like her and Timberland, like. Missy always had good beats. I feel like that's why a lot of people was always into no, her stuff, too. No, absolutely. I can't imagine what the arsenal of beats she turned down sounds like. Yeah. You ever think about that? Like, all the beats that, like, Missy, Jay, I love all Nas, the stories. I love all the all stories just hearing saying, y'all had that beat first. Like, what? Right? What? Like, How? what would you have sounded like on that? My son, Genuine, with the straight backs. It's wicked. Shout out to Missy. Well, that was one minute, man. But, all right, so, I want to start a segment on the show. Yes. I have a dear friend. Her name is Amanda. Amanda's hey, not Amanda. too cultured. Amanda <laughs> is the least cultured black person I've ever encountered in my life, right? So, what we're going to do, what we are going to do is we are going to call Amanda. Okay. Right? I'm going to call Amanda and see if she knows, if she can name five Trina songs. Side note, I really love your shirt. Shout out to DJ Screw. Shout out to DJ Screw. Uh, shout, shout out to DJ Screw. Let's see if I can reach Amanda and she can, let's see Where's Amanda? Why is she not popping up on my FaceTime? I feel a way about this now. <laughs> By the way, guys, Van loves to FaceTime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves he loves the group FaceTime, yeah, too. Bro, I will pull up on anybody, bro. I am the can man. <laughs> anybody can get pulled up on. Why is Amanda not popping up on here? I feel a way now. 
Maybe if I call her on my phone, it'll pop up. Cause you think you think she can name five Trina songs? Um, I have faith that with a little help from Kai Miller, no Kai, no she guys, she will be able to no, name let them. Let it drown. Let it drown. She don't. I guarantee she won't. I I think this is this her. Yeah, this is her. Real friends. How many of us? It's real. You gotta look at niggas' numbers. You don't know nobody's phone number by heart. I don't care who you are. If you say you do your line. I know my mom and my daddy's. That's, that's it. About it. That's and my it. own. And my own. That's it. It's like when they asked Nip the Lauren London number. He said, "I don't know." <laughs> she better pick up too. She don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Hello. Is, is this Amanda? Yes. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> hey, Amanda. How are you? <laughs> Man, I'm here. I'm here with Kai. You're on. You're live on the podcast. How do you feel? How are you doing today? I'm good. All right. So I I started a segment. It's called "What Does Amanda Know About Black People?" You're so good. <laughs> so all right. So on this week's rendition of it, we're gonna ask you. Can you can you name five Trina songs? Can they also be features that she's on, or it's exclusively a Trina she can do record? Features, because I feel like she doesn't even know that. Name five Trina songs. Okay. Amanda, can you? Um, no. Can I have <laughs> options? <laughs> no, it's no options. Name five street is all. You have to know, like, n- name three. Oh, you... ooh, ooh, look, look, look back at me. Yes, okay, girl. Okay, that's one. That's one. That's a, that's vital. Um, honestly, I don't know. Google's not giving me too much options. Why are you on Google? <laughs> this is this is not how games are played, Amanda. <laughs> You, okay, okay, girl. No, you know this You one. are cheating live on The air. one where she was featured on the Trick Daddy record. She don't that, know who Trick Daddy is. You don't know who Yes, Trick- I do. Wait, Amanda. Okay, it's a song where she's featured on Trick Daddy record, and it was her, like, formal sad. introduction to hip-hop. She don't know. She Googling hard as hell right now. That's why she turned off her camera. Yeah, <laughs> this is bad. This but we have one. She said, "Look back." This is sad. I'm taking with your car, bro. <laughs> no, that's re- that, that. really is like the only song. <laughs> but that right. is the most quintessential song. You can't knock her for that. I, no, I'm knocking her. How you not five train the songs? Come on now. I can name three. Everybody can name three except Amanda. <laughs> I mean, Shut up! <laughs> Don't knock All right, her. Amanda, love you. I'm gonna holler at you. Thank you for participating in. What does Amanda know about black people? I'm going to holler at you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And, and that's how we're going to end that society this week. It's been real. I appreciate everybody for listening. Shout out to Kai for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really I, had a great time. Everybody said. I know Amanda's cursing you on that text. Oh, yeah. You know out. what that text was about. <laughs> Motherfucker. You know, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. But, yeah. Sh- shout out to happy birthday to Nip. Happy birthday to yes. Brunel. Happy birthday, Nip. Happy birthday, Brunel. Shout out to Brunel. Um... um Kai, you got anything you want to shout out? AKAs, uh, <laughs> street names, whatever. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. And make sure that you follow me at T-H-E-K-A-I-M-I-L-L-E-R. At the Kai Miller on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure you follow my labor of love, Last New Yorker, at yep. Last New Yorker on Instagram and Twitter. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a lot of dope things in store. And I would really love for you to join this journey with me. Yep, tap in 100%, man. Without SSID. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.